All right. Uh, welcome, ba- welcome to the Comic Corner. Uh, this is Team Up, and I'm here with Dad. I just spent the last like six hours reading Lovecraft, and I am kind of panicked. Uh, it's really kind of, woo, you know, little panic, little manic, little wired, little tired. But here we are. Let's. I, I would say normally we talk about like what we read this week. That was cool. I don't know what. I read the new Flash issue. Uh, him and Reverse Flash are going to work together to beat the bad guy. Uh, it's nothing that exciting happened in comics that I read this week. What about you, Dad? Not pertaining to what we're talking about tonight. Oh, not pertaining to this. Um, actually, you know what I did do? Uh, I went through and I I watched a bunch of scenes from uh, Batman Superman Public Enemies interesting because um was it uh megaforce that uh the guy who's like the dickhead adam yeah the dickhead captain adam I oh major think. disaster major force major force major for it's one of those is no it's the, major yeah. force sorry it's major i literally was on the wikipedia six hours ago yeah and like that was wild because like at the team at the time in that like Batman and Superman were the bad guys, and then Lex Luthor was the president, so he made his own like Justice League of Power Dude. Girl, Starfire, Major Force, Captain Adam. When uh, Lex Luthor is the president, that's like some of my favorite DC shit because like it's just super bonkers. Of course. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I read uh, that. Uh, so the new comics came out. Uh, the new Dreaming was really cool. Uh, I read that. That was pretty sick. I don't know. I'm still waiting. Like, next week's the big week where everything starts to really come out again. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, what are we expecting for next week? Uh, comics or what we're going to talk about? Well, comics, like, a lot of stuff's coming. Uh, oh, do you tell? I mean, I don't have the list in front of me, but I know, like, I think it's, yeah, next week is the week where, like, because right, the last two weeks, DC's put out comics, but no one else has. So, actually, so two more weeks before, like, Marvel and everyone else gets out, back on the train and Diamond starts shipping comics again. Interesting. I know, yeah, but DC's going to start pumping out all their stuff that kind of got backlogged, other than Death Metal, which we really, really want. And they're dying for I mean, this shit's been, what, like a year and a half in the making now? What, Death Metal? Death Metal is, like, three and a half years in the making, according to Johns. Right. Or according to Snyder. Well, all right, so oh, oh, in, in, current, in comics, it's really only been the last year that, like, we've been noticing the consequences that could be metallic. I, get, I mean, really, ever since, uh, yeah, ever since Metal. Which was in the last year. Was yeah, that was last summer, yeah. Yeah. And all the things that have come from it. It's it's craziness. Uh I'm excited to see how it plays out because like there's some metal man stuff going on, a lot of detective chimp stuff. Uh that I hope really plays that like carries through. But you know, we're gonna see. I'm sure we're gonna do like a whole thing about it. Oh, we'll try to. Um, but let's get down to the panic inducing love fest that was Providence by Alan Moore and Jason Burroughs. What? Who's Jason Burroughs? He's the uh, other guy who worked on it. He oh. is a uh, he's an artist. He is the artist for it. 
All right. Well, yeah, I don't know anything about him, but I know uh, Alan Moore. Yeah. Um, Alan Moore, if you don't know, uh, he's like a crazy asshole. Uh, background. I mean, he's one of those people who like, I never, like, I love all of his work, but I have no desire to meet him ever. Is it bad that I almost aspire to be that one day? Dude, if you're good enough at what you do, it's totally fine. That's, like, the end result. You know? I want to be so good that, like, fuck you. Yeah, pretty. that's pretty much where he is. Like, and so that all the things that, like, people hold in, like, the highest regard of his work, he's like, no, that's fucking trash. I've been I've been watching a lot of uh, the Last Dance, and I'm uh, pretty sure Michael Jordan got to the top by just uh, saying, "This is how we're gonna live, but this is how we're gonna succeed." Like, yeah. I, you know, he always raised the bar, and yeah. people thought he was an asshole. So, well, I mean, remember Alan Moore? The thing he's most famous, like the thing he, at least the thing I knew him from originally, was his work on uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which was sick. His work on the Wolverine on Wolverine which was cool because he's the one who like made him go all like Shaolin ninjas and nonsense. And uh, the thing that I no Shaolin ninjas. Uh, and then the other thing that I know him from that I originally, like the first thing I read from him that I remember is the killing joke. And he says that that is the biggest embarrassment of his career is the killing joke. One of the most famous Batman stories of all time is his biggest embarrassment as a professional writer. Um, no, I totally understand your argument, and I know why it's his biggest. Yeah, oh, no, it's very clear why. Right, it is, in, like, honestly, looking back on it, like, I, as, as a huge Joker fan, I appreciate the fact that Alan Moore gave the Joker a definitive story and a story that was compelling and really gave some like humanity to real realistically a a character that hadn't been given that kind of depth before right granted it doesn't really hold up with the whole barbara gordon angle and it's very troublesome from that i mean at, at, right at, but that's also alan moore in general a lot of his stuff gets a little worrisome like you mean it gets a little rapey i wasn't gonna say that but yes yes it does do we really have to bring up leave extraordinary gentlemen i mean do we have to bring up providence which gets really fucking rapey throughout this yes but literally like there's a full-on gratuitous scene in what's that issue eight seven eight when oh, where the, the fucking twelve-year-old, the girl who is the, oh yeah, the thirteen-year-old who like yeah. switches minds with him. Yep, and like I get it that it's supposed to be some and he and Alan. And it's like a deity, before, but that's I see. So I looked that up. That's apparently something that Alan Moore has done before, where it has been like, oh, it's this is a weird situation, but oh, they mind switch, and now it's one overpowering the other, therefore it's fine. I think yeah. it happens in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Uh, no. I was looking at this, like, uh... In League of I mean, the only rape that I can remember, <clears throat> at least from the first volume, is Hyde literally raping the Invisible Man to death. Well... Yes, that's, of course, that's a very... It's because he raped 
The Bride of Dracula first. The Invisible Man. Or sexually assaulted her. And then... I mean, you're, you're really drawing hairs right there, dude. Yeah. Either way, the Invisible Man was bad, so Hyde raped him to death. And that's also not great. I do remember that. I do remember that. But it's no. really one of the scenes that was really missing from the movie that would have probably not made it so bad. Uh, anyway. Uh, I'm clearly joking. <laughs> right. Uh, but there, there's a lot... There's, this series, I think, uh, creates a lot of conversation about Alan Moore and H.P. Lovecraft because I think it does really bring to light a lot of stuff that is problematic, but also... How am I going to put this? Because I don't want to sound like a fucking... Ugh. It's problematic, but it's well-crafted. Yeah. I guess, uh, yeah. And it gets into that conversation of the aesthetic and how you're going to differentiate things. I would say there are times in this where I'm not sure if Moore is doing things on purpose or it's like his similarities with Lovecraft. Well, all right. So let's let's break this through. So for those of you who don't know, Providence is a 12-issue series by Alan Moore and Jason Burroughs, but each each issue is realistically an adaptation of a Lovecraft short story. So they are essentially 12 Lovecraft short stories brought together to create this overwhelming uh, arc, right? Mm -hmm. Now, what it does is, uh, personally, I think, is that it brings to light a lot of the fact that a lot of the biases within Lovecraft's writing. Because if you read Lovecraft, pick up his book, you can, wait, you know, it's like reading anything that was written in 1960 in Boston. Oh shit, that's racist. Yes. Like, anything that was written in 1990 in Boston. Oh shit, that's <sighs> racist. Yeah. Like, so there, there's a lot of stuff going on in Lovecraft's writing where he is clearly an Anglophile, an Anglophile and is only he only considers quote unquote civilization those who have been educated as well as he has right and i think uh providence does a great job of exemplifying that because if you look at it anybody who is suggested to be non-english stock is mm -hmm. portrayed with these exaggerated details like um there's like there are people who like look like they might have gills on the side of their necks. There are like the, the hook nose goes for everybody. Like th there's just a lot of exaggerated stuff, which is the way that Lovecraft does describe a lot of these people. Right. So. And like, they try to save it where like some of it, at least where it's like, you know, the guy in who, like, who picks him up and brings him to Manchester. Right. Like the, like very clearly has an Irish accent. When you read, when you read it, uh, or a, a bro. Yeah. No, but yeah. I think that's the point. I think that's exemplified. Turns out to be a demon, though. Is like, yeah. like, it, which you're right. It, it's, it really I just know, keeps because pushing. that's, but, but it's, it's really so. In when you're reading Lovecraft's writing, you don't get that idea. You don't understand that he is like this. You know, he's a mick fuck. You don't get that. 
he is just some off-putting dude that Lovecraft doesn't enjoy. And he describes it like it's they, taking Lovecraft stuff and putting it with uh, art in terms of like a graphic novel really, really helps sometimes because mm-hmm. it really shows how he portrays humanity as monsters, mostly because he hates a lot of people that aren't himself. And that maybe leads to he hates himself, but that's a question for a quite, uh, something else. This series shows that there's a lot of troublesome things about H.P. Lovecraft. And there were some questionable things about himself, but the importance of what he's written. The beautiful... Co- I was say, that's actually probably the biggest point of all of this that it kind of points out is like the importance on Western culture that his writing has had and how it permeates... How it, like modern day culture and how it permeated through it and it's just like there's nothing like that. I don't know. I I think that this shows how much he stole from ancient culture. Well, yeah, like, no, that's the whole like that's the other like yes, he stole all these things, but the way he did it somehow is just everywhere and everyone loves it. Hell, Cthulhu's in South Park. Right, but like th- think about that now. Like, so let's say we could update Providence. Providence came out in uh fuck. 2015 to 2017. That was only three years ago. Oh my, how times have changed. But like... I, st- I think Moore would have pumped out the same book. If anything, he would have made it more racist and more rapey. That's still just like... That more concerns me about Alan Moore, I guess. Well, you know, he just wants to fuck with everyone all the time because he hates everyone all the time. Yo, get a Lego set. Get like, get a hobby. Jesus Christ. His hobby is writing His dark hobby. origins for characters. Like Jesus Christ. I mean, dude, have you read Daredevil? Uh, that he, the Daredevil series he wrote. I have. It's a. Uh, it's pronounced, and it's very fucking good. It's one of my favorite thing. It's one of the best comics ever. Yeah. All right. I would Uh-oh. definitely. But yeah, no, he's a great writer, but like he just loves to fuck with people. And his whole point with this was very clearly, yo, I'm gonna point out like how ridiculous Lovecraft is, and I'm gonna take it to a whole nother level because well, like so- it's fucking. And you know that one day that he got the whole idea for this because one day he went to the store and he saw a Cthulhu doll and was just like, you don't even get the point of what he wrote. I don't think that's true at all. I'm pretty sure Alan Moore has made many, many Lovecraft. Uh, no, this is a prequel and a sequel to two other pieces he's done. The the Neonomicon, right? Yeah. It's a four issue comic book. Yeah, the Neonomicon and the Courtyard. The Neonomicon is a four issue comic book limited series by Alan Moore. And Jason this, Burroughs. This story is the sequel to Alan Moore's The Courtyard in part of HP's Lovecraft, yeah, it's part of the mythos. More later continue the sequence in Providence. So like Providence is the 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 end game, I guess. Yeah. But whew. I mean it's great, and I still I what I what I like about it is that it takes Lovecraft stories, it gets the idea across of that uh cosmic indifference, that fucking nihilistic bullshit because at the end of oh, it oh dude the end of the series yeah it's like robert rogers like 
oh, you mean there's just madness everywhere? It's He's literally living the gif of, this is fine, everything's fine, except you see the dog get up and leave the restaurant. Yeah. Like, that is Robert Black. He gets up and he leaves the restaurant and the world is on fire around him. He's like, no, this is sick, dude. Lord Cthulhu is here. We're all going to be fine. Well, no, because Robert Black, he goes into the thing. It's I'm talking, like, the end of 12 where you've got the two cops and the scientist and like one of them is missing their hand because someone caught it off like in an earlier panel very weirdly don't worry about it pretty much and like they just keep forgetting like everything and they're like it's super reminiscent of the dream that robert black has early in the series well, he like if you reread it, like he is the one to bring it all forward. He is the yeah. one. Like he's the herald. He's the black. They literally refer to him as the black. Like, ah, what is he in the fucking in the game? The logic's fucked. How can some redeemer prophecy have done this? What a great just random quote. He's in the game. Ah, uh, what? Uh, because we both played uh, Call of Cthulhu as well. Yes, we did. Um. The Leviathan. Oh, like the voice in the background? like The Herald is the Herald of uh, Cthulhu is the Leviathan, and he is the Herald of the Redeemer. And the Redeemer oh, being Lovecraft. In the face. There's a lot of gunshots to the face. Uh, the gay sex scene in the church. That, would, that was rough. I mean that was the that was very consensual. Well, like the uh, or like the dude playing uh, the dude playing acoustic guitar with all the severed heads. Yeah, that was a really good one. Uh, I'm just playing to the parts that can listen and applaud. Hey, man, you gotta find your fans. And then when you walk in uh, and you see them all posed like ballerinas, minus their hands, heads, and with their chests like opened up. First. Well, no, they're shaped like the meteorite that fell. Right, and it's all—it's like a Dali painting. It's beautiful. Um, it's like uh, chest bursters from Alien. And then it's always—and then this is what's gonna bring bring me back to motherfucking David Lynch. What Do they I, even make a David Lynch comment in this? Of course, because this is like what he like. This is what he was trying to do, like Twin Peaks is like David Lynch's Lovecraft. Yeah. Well. This just makes me want to like watch more Lovecraft stuff. A small child smoking a cigar, like Jesus Christ. Um, the actually, I will say the only thing that I am mildly disappointed in because my favorite part of the Lovecraft mythos that I'm that I read it like in him into is all the werewolf stuff that he did. Uh, werewolf, I don't know of. Werewolf was too earthly. I don't know of Lovecraft doing werewolf stories at all. Oh, he did a couple of them. And they're all about, like, dude, like, it's always the same one. And he... What's uh, the story called? I don't remember off the top of my head. I have it upstairs in comic book form, too, because they redid it as a comic book. But, like, basically, it's like a guy comes to stay. It's, uh, he comes to stay at the Innsmouth. Like the Innsmouth Inn or whatever they're whatever it's called. Yeah, the Innsmouth. Yeah, which is I, I believe Salem. Ipswich. What? Oh, uh, 
like no, no, it, Ipswich is a town, but I believe Innsmouth is supposed to be Salem. No, it's supposed to be Ipswich, Gloucester, and Rockport. Okay, I know Salem is supposed to be one of the towns, but like Salem plays a part in it. But Salem is Salem. No, it's not. But we'll get to that. Yeah, but I know those are the three bit because they're all coastal towns. Right, but like. Uh, but no, there's a lot of where there there is werewolf stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't. I haven't heard of uh, his werewolf stuff. So. Yeah, werewolves are a part of the mythology and folklore of several of mankind's cultures. They are part of the mythos in both the Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, I'll have to go upstairs and find the comic. All right. Well, it did happen in. Uh, but no, it had no. It didn't happen in this, which I was kind of bummed about, but. Uh, he does write some short stories about werewolves. Right. I didn't realize that you were such a uh, werewolf loyalist. I mean, I love the Lovecraft stuff because I'm such like a fucking junkie for New England bullshit. What did that have to do with werewolves? Because that was the first, th- like, I read, I went, to, I got my first book of Lovecraft stories and I read it in the first. But and the first story was a what was a story about a werewolf. What was the name of the story? I don't remember. Then I uh, here I'll, I'll I'll keep looking for it. I've got some. Uh, uh, don't because I'm just gonna not believe you. If this was the first short story you read of Lovecraft and it was so important and it made this so like no. He refers to werewolves twice in his work. Right, and like you're you're reading that. But if the, yeah, this it's the story, outsider. If this was a story that you read and was so impactful for you, you would remember the name and you would know why there were werewolves in Lovecraft, which makes me think that like you probably didn't read it. I mean, I did. Then you then you didn't read it well enough because you remember dick about it. Sorry, I got a bad memory. I don't know. Do you want me to stop smoking pot? Like that's not gonna happen. That's no, no. That's a red. Ooh, that's a straw man. But like, no. What I'm saying is that like. The, the story of it. You don't remember anything about the story. I do. I remember a bunch of things about the story. What were they? He stays above. He stays at the uh, at the inn in, at Innsmouth. Yeah, he stays it? on the top floor. Uh, there is he. There's a whole thing about um, the like a lantern across the way, and he loses his uh, sight at one point. He wakes up like in the like he's mystified by the light. And he wakes up in the next scene, um, just like in the woods, covered in blood. And then he throws up and he goes, oh, that's a child's finger. That's definitely a child's finger. Yeah, I don't know what uh, Lovecraft story that is. It's called The Outsider. Okay. Great. No, that honestly, that, that puts me uh, in my place. I thank you. I'm going to have to read that and find out. Yeah, no. Um, but there's this whole thing where he, it's... Him versus like the fish people that are like a huge part of his stories. Oh yeah, point. no, Lovecraft loves himself some fish people. Yeah, there's like a huge thing where the like they're like he the wolf thinks they're enemies, but they're not, and it's it's actually a really cool. Um, you know what's funny? If you want to go back to uh, if you want to learn a little bit more about where Lovecraft got his fish people, um, check out there is this. I believe like a novel called uh, "The War of the Newts." I believe it is by um, 
Oh, fuck. Who did War of the Newts? Um, now I can think of is uh, Carol Chopek, who did R.U.R., which is like an old-ass science fiction play from like... Oh, my God. Who did the fucking War of the Newts? Um... Yeah, it's Carol Chopek. All right, so uh, there's this check writer. Only the end of the world again. That's one of the stories as well. Uh, this is actually a Neil Gaiman story that he te- that he tells in the Lovecraft mythos uh, about a werewolf who goes there. It's another one. But go on. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. No, uh, if you look at uh, another thing that came out with the influence of H.P. Lovecraft is in 1936. Uh, Carol Chopek, who is the person who invented the phrase robot, use that as a, uh, cause I uh, uh, look up Carol Chopek. There's a play called uh, Rosam's Universal Robots. And it is about a futurist society where they literally develop robots and robot is actually like a variation of the Czech word for slave, which is interesting. So like it plays on to that. Uh, but but uh, Carol Chopek also wrote a novel called The War of the Newts, and it is literally about uh, human beings in roughly the turn of the century finding a an aquatic, like an amphibian humanoid species coming up from around Madagascar to like south of India because that's the scariest place for white people. It makes them uh, right. ranged. And they, uh, yeah, like, where I was going, but like that, that, that leads up to this idea is like the fear of it all coming up through. Yes. Uh, but yeah, Carol Chopek, he wrote that in 34, which is probably a reflection of what Lovecraft, I believe was writing in the early, like late twenties. They could yeah. be reflective of each other. I was like, because he died in 37. Lovecraft died in 37, I believe, right? Yeah, he did. He died, yeah. So, like, Chopek probably, there's a good chance that he read Lovecraft. Uh, but Lovecraft. Well, isn't Lovecraft also one of those guys who, like, died pretty much an unknown? Uh, no, no. I think Lovecraft, Lovecraft was like a celebrity within the circle. Like, think of, uh, like, our, our dear friend Chris. Right, our dear friend Chris loves mincecore, loves grindcore. That is a circle that is cultish and has a huge following. And those part, those people who are famous, they are fucking famous there. Yeah. Lovecraft, when he went down, like Lovecraft inspired a mythos that people started writing him to, like right. And that was a, that was another. Robert uh, Chambers wrote stories about him. There were people that would be like, "Hey, I wrote this story. Can I send it to you? Can we publish this so it can be your story?" Like Lovecraft inspired this. The original fanfic. Go on. So like he he is as much as as much of a shithead as he is, he is incredibly important to uh, especially now looking at the things that we're interested in and the topics that we're talking about. Lovecraft, I think, is a very important person to uh, the narrative. Of how fucked up we all are. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Sorry, uh, I feel like I just kind of like... No, nah, dude, we're, we're, dude, we're rolling on this. I wish I, I wish I had like a whiteboard because I would have like... Dude, we should get a whiteboard for the show. Hey, it's Derek from over at itsdamboys.com. 
I hope you're enjoying Team Up's Comic Corner. If you're liking what you're hearing here, I promise you, you're going to dig what we have over on the site. So head to itsdemboys.com or check us out on Instagram at itsdemboys. And don't forget, DC movies aren't nearly as bad as Marvel fanboys want you to think they are. All right? Peace. So there are a few things, like a notes that I took down I want to talk about yes. that maybe you can shed some light on as someone who's like knows the mythos a lot better than I do. Right. Um, and like, I'll be honest with you, like, I've talked all this game. I've only been reading Lovecraft for the last couple of years, so I don't know it better than others. No, but you might, you know, different stories than I do, very, as we've gone over a few times now. Yes. Okay. Um, the, let's see here. Oh, the dude with the face, uh, who, like, the scratched up face, uh, who was selling peacock feathers. Oh, no, that, that's okay. I, I saw that. I enjoyed that. Um, so, uh, and that's um the that the background about that is the peacock angel who is essentially what you would call lucifer in judeo-christian culture right because i'm more concerned of like what that guy is supposed to be because they like hid his face from you through the until the last panel of that issue i oh no that just means that um all that means is that Black was absolutely on the right path and that they've been fucking with all those people for ages. Right, because that when he stumbles into the bottom and he finds Lilith. Uh, uh, I don't even know if that's Lilith, but no, like, I, it is not Lilith. his interpretation of it. Yes. Dude, that looks like Blight from Batman Beyond. No, that's just like, that. that is the most generic description of like the scary being from beneath. Like it's yeah. it's very uh, it's it's bright and skeletal. It's neon. It's terrifying and it's uh, androgynous. Right. I want to talk about my three my three favorite moments so far in the sh- that we read, um, or at least things about it. Uh, everything is cheap as fuck, dude. A twenty five cent haircut? Are you kidding me? Well, yeah, it's also like they have to singe your ears to make sure you get a close enough cut. And yeah, that I was wondering about that. I actually 1906. 19 is it 06? No, I think it's I thought it was in the 20s. I, I this is or late teens. I was going to say this is pre-World War 1. No, cuz they talk about World War 1. All right, then this is post-World War 1. Which makes sense cuz like everything was still Actually, it's no, 1919. Yeah, no. They're talking uh, prohibition and women's voting rights. <laughs> Dude. The, oh, my God. And that's another thing that, like, there's the subtle things where, what is it, in, like, the fir- first... They keep talking about how prohibition's not, like, even if it happens, it's not going to be enforced. There's that. And then the uh, talking about, like, if women get to vote. There's yeah. that dude right at the beginning who is like, oh my god, if they get the fucking vote, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Yeah, I'm gonna go to another country. Yeah, like, literally tried to flood to Canada. Yeah. Just like Trump. But I think one of the best parts of it was the first super weird part, in my opinion, of everything in these books. The, like, the, the under, the, I think they called them bo- like, were they the body, the cadaver eaters or something? Corpse eaters? Yeah, the corpse uh, eaters. The when they like, had, so I ate you, so it's fine. Don't worry. The about cop, it. like when they're eating the cop. Yeah. Uh, Officer O'Malley. Yes. Yes. Uh yeah, with like his slit throat on like that like fainting couch, and they're just like holding him, and you could just see all their balls everywhere. 
in my notes, I actually giant. I I refer to them as giant dick monsters because they're all hanging huge dong. You know, you just got to uh, you got to lay your place. Yeah. Also, they. I mean, I know Nazis weren't really a thing just yet, but they breezed by that swastika like way too quickly. Well, you also know that like the point of like the swastika wasn't a swastika until the Nazis. Yes, I know. Like the swastika is actually a good luck charm until 1939. Yeah, until they fucked it over. Like no, like literally the swastika is a good luck charm for hundreds of thousands of years until those dickhead Germans fuck it all up. Oh, I know. It's like it's it's a symbol that's in most uh like ancient religion like ancient cultures what else do i got here the purple glasses that guy was wearing where he was he could see everybody on the ultra ends of the vial of the spectrum i love that because it was like it's not like having (coughs) rose colored glasses it's having like dark colored glasses you're like fuck you i can see you for who you are yep so it was like uh, the inverse of that. I really that was one of my favorite details when I read it for the first time. I was like, this fucking dude, I want those glasses. Yeah. Also because I want the uh like the, the circle glasses to like go. Um the bus, uh with every character he gets when he gets on the bus and it's like every major character we've seen. And then it's a couple that you will see in the next couple mm-hmm. issues when looking back on it. Like, you can see the sweat, like, just dripping down his face. That's him realizing that he's coming unraveled. Well, that's, and that, here's a fun thing for you. Is that before or after the cosmic blowjob that he got? That's after the cosmic blowjob. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing for you. There's a connection with that, and uh, he, he knows everything's unraveled it, because uh, he gets up in his glasses. There's, like, a crack yeah. right in the, like. Yep, that's, like, that, I love that. Yep. Um, then he's drenched in sweat and then people have tentacles dude the guy who's like on the ground in issue 11 like it's like clearly just like someone gutted him like hip to hip and he's just like all his guts are hanging out but they're just tentacles he's like whoa well, like dude like help me out yeah and the cops are just like what the fuck what the fuck what the f-? that's my that I, you know that's my favorite part is like the cops really get screwed over and at every opportunity and well that's like it's really funny because like i feel like this is one of the few mediums that put the cops over as like people trying to help but everything is so fucking ridiculous that they just get overwhelmed and all of a sudden it's like oh dude you don't have a ted you don't have a head but you have tentacles that's sick like here's my gun like, yeah, right. like oh. what, what the fuck just happened dude the can I borrow your gun scene sure I don't see why not and then you just see dude. And it's so casual because it's just off mentioning as it happens yeah it's not even like the main text of what they're talking about right well, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure he shot himself in the head and then he handed the gun back and then the dude walked away like I'm pretty sure that's how that happened it wouldn't surprise me well, so, like, I mean, going through my notes, there was, like, the purple glasses, which was cool, and the guy could see everything. Uh, well, it's fun. Like, that, that brings an interesting idea. It's, like, uh, an antithesis to the rose-colored glasses. The purple-colored glasses are the underdwelling, like... Right. Lovecraft's mom 
clear her mother like clearly saw the same things without needing the glasses it even shows it like that whole issue where it shows uh from the first person's perspective all the time like yeah at random point like sometimes it makes sense other times like there's no need for that but okay that was a really cool like the hand always kind of like in the frame too so like again read lovecraft you're like that's fine but okay i get it yeah Nope, nope. Honestly, I love the Lovecraft stuff, but like, I'm, a, a lot on, of the Lovecraft mythos stuff. Hang on, hang on. I'm so glad you just said I like the Lovecraft stuff, but and this is a series built on Lovecraft. No, no, no. no. Well, what I'm getting at is uh, his works are awesome, but I almost always like them better when they're retold by another author. That's uh, interesting. So I'm I'm going to challenge your phrasing on that, which I think Lovecraft would really enjoy. Please, it's it's like when other authors retold, retold, retold is a a problem that I have uh, because I don't think anybody who uh, who appreciates and loves Lovecraft. I think would build within his universe, but would never tr- retry to tell a story that he has. Uh, I've read some of the books that you have. There is one in particular. Uh, I can't remember, uh, but it talks about, you know, this um, person who came home and is all of a sudden a bartender at, uh, at their hometown. At their I know hometown. The one about. Their friend rolls in and, you know, she's pregnant. And, uh, you know, it meant this, and, like, she, she was like, yeah, you know, I eventually got married to this person. And it was like, what do you mean, this, this? And they described them as the universal Lovecraft, like, slimy, not quite fish, not quite salamander, but, like, there's a weird kind of slick occult, blah, blah, yeah. like, thing about, you know? And then all of a sudden, it was like, yeah, like... Go over here to pay the tab. We're like, all right, I'll take your money. He was like, all right, here's like 30 bucks. You got a 30% tip. Nice meeting you. And they walked out. End of the story. You're like, fuck. Yeah, that's no, that's what I mean. Story, but like. But it was based on that world. It was a weird in-between story, like in between the lines of the story that Lovecraft wrote. Like that's a, like that's what I mean. Right. Uh, so like what. So I don't like his you retellings, like, you but I love his like, universe. Yeah, the, 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 I will say, I I feel like the, the Lovecraft is a beautiful problem. His mythos is one of the greatest things to ever happen to literature because we can all write into it if we want to. Right. Everything he was pushing through it when he was writing is troublesome because, oh, oh boy, he was a bigoted motherfucker. Well, that's why you don't dig too deep into what it actually means. Right, but like, I know, but it still has to, like, it has to be no. You know? No, they're fish people. They're not Jews. They're fish people. But the fact that you went to Jews after fish people says that, hey, maybe they were Jews. Well, I mean... That's kind of what he pushed. I know. Lovecraft also described uh, Asian people as fish people. So, like, could be there. And the Dutch. 
Uh, did he describe the Dutch as fish people? I don't know, but probably. Probably? Come on, let's be real no, here. Probably. No, the Dutch? No, no, because... Uh, no, all right, fine. Uh, Lovecraft would not like the Dutch, but he wouldn't call them fish people because they're probably closer to English, quote-unquote, purity than all those other fish folk. Potentially, yeah. Dude, Lovecraft was such a dick. It's Oh, such a prick. But, like, his... His he was absolutely so like when he showed up in this. I was like, "Ah, oh, dude!" I kind of was so mad. I was like, "I really hoped that he wasn't going to be part of this." Um, Tell you, man. Like, it's it's so that's where I I think that I uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm always curious about this, where everything is always going to be problematic. But like, how quickly do people shoot up flares to be like, "This is too problematic." You know what I mean? Like, um. I think that it's common knowledge now, if you actually are like into the Lovecraft mythos, that you know that he himself is a bad person. Hang um, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. If you're into Lovecraft mythos, you know that Lovecraft knows that he's a bad person? No, no, no. You know that Lovecraft is a bad person. Lovecraft wasn't a... It's so much more complicated than that. I know, I know, but what I'm trying to get at is like everyone knows Lovecraft has awful beliefs. Yes, right. So you literally just take it like surface level everything, because if you dig any deeper than that, you're gonna hit all the problems. So you're like, yeah, he wasn't great. He had a horrible, horrible moral compass. But he he created this universe that like other writers have played in, and it's awesome. You're right. You're goddamn right. But, like, he's not the best, but, like... No, not even close. <sighs> but he was important about things that occurred. You know what's funny is that, like... Yeah, we needed him to happen, even though we're not stoked on what he did. Uh, Dude, everyone who lived by the coast from New England looked like a frog. Yeah. Like, you can see the gills, like, coming like, out. Like, well, their necks were just folded because they were kind of overweight, yeah. but, yeah. No, like... Or the, du- the two dudes at the end, like, who were in the beginning and at the end that he met in the, um... At, uh... Yeah, in Salem. The two dudes who were, like, trading with the... The, uh, the, the guy who wrote the book. Right. Uh, or who printed the book. And then you see him at the end, and he's like, oh, are you Dutch to the cop? And he takes him off to the side and eats him. And he, you can see him wiping blood away from his mouth. No, in another, uh, another don't worry about it. No, see, that's, that's you exaggerating details. We don't need to worry about that. <sighs> You're right. I'm sorry. I mean, this was awesome, and I, I loved every second of it. No, it's fun. And, uh, I, I'm mad that I, like, didn't read it twice before we talked about it. That, that also helps. Uh, no, it, it is a fun uh, examination of what Lovecraft did, and there's a lot going on. There's a lot to talk about. Like, there's, a, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, but I, I love that it ends on, like, a, oh, so we're like, hey, uh, you want to hold hands and walk over that bridge? All right, let's hold hands and walk over the bridge. Well, she holds his fake hand, and she's naked. 
and that's just the world we live in now. Yeah, you know, like, uh, is this it? You're like, yeah, yeah, it is. Like, I love that everybody's so complacent in it. You know, like the world's on fire. Like, this providence ends with the uh, gif of the fucking world on fire and the dog being like, "This is fine. Everything's fine." Yep. But the next scene is the dog going, "Yeah, six o. Like, what other on fire bar can I find?" Dude, I love every second of it. Um, so like to button this all up we've been over it uh, Alan Moore is a dick H.P. Uh, Lovecraft is a racist uh, <laughs> and a sexist and a homophobe yes um, but this was really this comic was really fucking awesome it was very good um, but it depends again if you're a uh, if you're a Lovecraft kind of a purist you're not going to enjoy it no, you're no. somebody who is reading Lovecraft for the first time and can understand what he is uh, winking at. Then yeah, you'll be like, yeah, the, the writing's good, but he's a shithead. I don't know. Again, I came at this as someone who just likes sci-fi and fantasy stuff, um, and it was just like, this is sick. I didn't even know that they were each retellings of a short story until you said that earlier yeah every uh every issue i believe is uh one one of lovecraft's short stories yeah i did not even realize that Uh, so well you know read a book sometimes but uh no it was great um so all right so i guess do you have any parting words um go forth and fuck yourself. All right, uh, that's the new, that's the new motto for the podcast. Actually, I like that. Uh, but all right, so next time uh, we're gonna do. We've talked about it a bunch on the show. We're finally gonna do it. Uh, we're gonna do Tales from the Dark Multiverse. We're gonna do all six issues. We're gonna talk about them all super in depth. Because um, Ted Cord is arguably the biggest badass of the DC universe. I don't know what to tell you. What? I mean, all right. So, all right. So, we're doing all the 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 spinoffs, right? Well, there's six issues. They're all it's, it's a series. Okay, cool. We uh, get ready because, like, I want you to be prepared because I'm gonna bring a notebook of notes. Like, we're gonna murder this in detail. Yeah. No. Tales from the Dark Multiverse, and then we can't wait for you to see what we're gonna do after that because we're gonna get super weird on this show. Um, but. We're doing Tales from the Dark Multiverse next time. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and we hope you guys uh, tune in and check it out for, with us. Um, Dad, your parting words was, uh, I believe, go forth and go fuck yourself. You know, many Padre and Philly, and go fuck yourself. Uh, and mine will be stay home, wash your hands. I want to go hang out before fucking, I don't know, September. At this point. I mean, yeah. Yeah, right. All right, then. Uh, We'll see you guys next time. Uh, Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.